Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 140, Putting Pressure on Your Love Life. Anyone relate to this? (laughs) Just my former self or majority of the clients that I'm working with right now? I wanted to do this episode in particular because I know that I've touched on this idea of how pressure to heal, pressure to find love never works. But I just want to lay out how you can manage this pressure because the pressure doesn't work. Pressure doesn't create you your ideal results. And your and pressure comes from your thinking. I was especially inspired to do this episode, not just because a lot of my clients have been putting pressure and then crashing and burning in their work, not just on their love lives, but in my program, same title as this podcast, Stop Wanting It Back and Find Someone Better. It's for all women. Doesn't matter your sexual orientation. Check all the details out at ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com. Definitely subscribe to my site, you guys, if you haven't already. I have something fun coming up for you guys for the holidays. And so stay tuned. Yes, I'm going to make the announcement here, but just in case you miss it, make sure that you are subscribed or follow me at ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com on Instagram. So as I was just saying, my clients aren't just putting pressure on themselves in terms of hustling to heal, hustling to find love. They're also hustling with their relationship with themselves, which is such a crucial part of the work that I teach in my program with my one-on-one clients. It's, It's so crucial that we truly have the most loving and up-leveled relationship with ourselves before we can call in our someone better. And of course, this is required while we're healing our hearts if we're in the heartbroken stage. The three phases that I move my clients through is we heal their hearts, stop wanting Mr. or Miss Wrong back, even if you're not nursing a very painful wound in the moment, a fresh wound in the moment, I really like to unpack their thoughts about past relationships that maybe they aren't hurting over, but they definitely need to create more peace and clarity and have true closure over because they're subconsciously carrying that into their next relationships. But before we jump to the next relationship, after they create peace and clarity and closure over their past relationships, then yes, we work on their relationship with themselves. But sometimes my clients are wanting to get to the fall in love with you stage as if it's like this, you know, next rung on the ladder to climb because they just want to be done with healing their hearts over Mr. or Miss Wrong. But the real truth is, is that healing your heart over someone that you love, or even if you know that that person isn't right for you, it's still a part of the fall in love with you process. And as someone who's in my most ideal relationship with the love of my life, who I have every intention to spend forever with, 
my work to love myself is ongoing, which is why I really wanted to do this episode today as well, because I have been very transparent with you guys throughout the few years now that I've been doing, I think it's almost three years. It'll be three years in March that I've been doing this podcast is really keeping it real with you guys. And something that I have still continued to struggle with is really putting less pressure on myself, slowing myself down and being kind to myself. And I know that I've come a really long way, but I actually had a pretty rude awakening a few weeks ago that I may have alluded to here on previous episodes. I shared, I did a post on grief um, a couple of weeks back on Instagram where I just had probably the roughest period of my life and not time period. I mean, like time of the month period. And I was in a lot of pain. I felt very depressed. I was bedridden for a long time. I was constantly crying. And it just felt very, very heavy. And I think because I've been a dancer my whole life, I was a yoga teacher. I've meditated now for many years. I'm very connected to my body. And I knew that it was beyond, oh, I'm just like stressed about life and work. I I share this a lot. I wake up with anxiety most days because I usually am waking up with a huge goal that I'm chasing after. And so I don't think that that is a problem because I know how to manage it with my mind. But this particular time a few weeks back felt very different, felt very heavy. And yes, I'm going to, I just went to my doctor. I finally got to see him. I went back to LA today to just get some shit checked out and get my hormones checked out. So yes, I'm taking care of the physical, but I'm sharing all of this with you because the lesson for me yet again was to slow the fuck down. It was to pause. I actually didn't travel to Louisville where there was a meeting in person with my coach and my mastermind group. If you've been following me for a while, listening to me for a while, I have been with my coach for four years and I go to every event and I just feel like they're those women are my family. And it brought up some guilt and shame because I think as far as I've come in my people-pleasing recovery, it was really hard for me to just say, I. it, it is the right move for me to not go and just t- attend the event virtually. And so I still got coached, but I made a, a good, healthy choice for me to just stay and be and slow down. And what's interesting is that after that event, which, you know, it was all day and I just sat at my computer and attended virtually, I ended up sleeping for 12 and a half hours. Like I was still really in it and something was just way off. And I'm someone that like sleeps, you know, on average seven hours. So there was no jet lag. So I was like, thank God I didn't go because I probably would have been falling asleep in the meeting with all the traveling and everything. Anyway, the coaching that I got was to just hit pause on working on my business. Hit pause. And for many people who probably aren't familiar with this particular coaching work, Some of you might think, what the fuck? You spend all this money, you invest in this coach, and you meet with her in person twice. We're all connected on a Facebook page, so it's not like I don't have access to her, but we only meet twice in person for the six-month commitment, and one of the two times you're told, just stop doing what you're doing. Like, take care of you, hit pause, don't work, don't hustle, don't lift a finger. And I'm like, what? Like, I, I... (laughs) I can't even put into words. Did you just hear that? I'm like, blip, blip, burp. 
So that was so hard for me to hear, even though because I've been working with my coach for so long and I 1 million percent trust her and I 1 million percent trust the women in my group. I knew it was exactly what I needed to hear. I knew this was exactly what my work was. And then I go into panic that if I don't work, everything's going to fall apart. So then underneath that, when you're looking at the thought, it's like, well, if I'm not doing anything, then you don't trust that you are enough. You don't trust that what you've done is enough. And so then I had to just really be with that fear. So what does this have to do with you and the pressure that you're putting on in your love life? Well, I have a few clients who no coincidence, are kind of doing the same thing. They're working really hard on their love lives. They're creating their ideal person. They're committing to the self-coaching. They're showing up beautifully in their coaching. And then they are dating, 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 swiping, 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 and they're not finding their person. And then they're living the rest of their very full lives and working really hard. And then they are falling apart and reacting off of what they believe isn't working. So I imagine even for those of you who are listening who've never done my specific coaching approach that this still sounds familiar. You're doing a lot of different work on yourself, being proactive, and when you're not seeing the results or feeling better, feeling in alignment, feeling in flow, feeling in the trust of the process, it's very natural to think this isn't working. And so what I often see happening whether you're heartbroken or uh, heartbroken and trying to heal or single and looking for love, what I see happen with the heartbroken people is that they will actually jump to date so that they don't have to feel their feelings or be alone, or they will continue pushing through the work, thinking that the more they push, i.e. put pressure on themselves, eventually something should stick. But then they end up exhausting themselves and falling apart and feeling like they're a lost cause. And what I see happen with the single people is that they just say, fuck it, I'm not going to date at all. I'm just going to take a break. Or they also do what the heartbroken people do, which is like, I'm just going to keep pushing forward. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep self-coaching. I'm just going to keep showing up. And I'm just going to keep doing the thought work. And I'm just going to keep swiping right? And you can tell by my voice, it comes from this really anxious, pressurized place. It just doesn't work. Not only does it not yield you your ideal results, you end up hurting yourself. You end up depleting and exhausting yourself. You end up feeling worse about yourself the more that you wrestle with the work and really push, 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 push until you see a result. So part of all of this work that I teach my clients is to trust the process. And I just want to be transparent here because I always say I'm a human first and a coach second. I really wasn't letting myself trust the process. I still have this tendency of I have to go, I have to go, I have to do, I have to do more, more, more. It isn't enough. Keep going, keep going. I mean, even as I say that, I'm like catch a breath, girlfriend, right? So, you know, I have created so many unbelievable results, my dream business, my dream man, a dream life with his amazing little kids and just never imagined my life would be what it is. Never imagined I'd be living in one of the most beautiful places in the world, Santa Barbara, California. There's so much amazingness. Never imagined I'd wake up just 
being unhappy in who I am and who I see in the mirror. I share this all the time. Like I just had so many lack thoughts about my life and my circumstances and unworthy thoughts. So yes, I want to acknowledge how far I've come. And I don't want you guys to get the impression that I'm saying, so so the coaching doesn't work. The coaching works. And I do believe the work doesn't stop. And I do believe that when we get to different places in our lives, like for me personally, I made big changes in my business this year, very drastic changes. And I also made a big change a year and a half ago to move to Santa Barbara, all positive, exciting things, but they required way more emotional energy, way more brain power, way more um, mental stretching, if you will, way more physical energy to be juggling all at once, which I really now see as I have taken my coach's advice to hit pause, let myself rest, let myself fall apart until I feel ready to get back up again. There's no, and then by this date, this is when you should start doing X, Y, Z, which I think is a huge part of letting yourself hit pause without there being an end game, which is what I offered to one of my clients today who is just in it. We actually are the exact same age. We're one week apart. And she too is going through some depressive hormonal things and was really getting upset with herself that she wasn't showing up for her coaching with me in the way that she puts pressure on herself to do. And I think in the way that she thinks I expect her to do. She didn't articulate that, but I bet if she's listening to this episode, she would be like, yep, yep. I think that there's an expectation you have for me, Claire, for sure. And of course I do for my clients. Of course I have high expectations. But here's the interesting part is that my highest expectation for her is for her to listen to her body and honor her health first and foremost. And so her response was, but I've been doing that. And each week I'm like, okay, this week's going to be better. This week's going to be better. And I'm like, but that's hurting you. That is not helping you because you have this expectation that if I do this, if I let myself pause, if I let myself slow down, if I let myself feel sad, then by next week, it needs to be better. I literally said to my coach, I'm like, I have been doing nothing for the last seven days. And she's like, oh, is seven days the expiration (laughs) for then you're not allowed to just still process whatever grief or changes hormonally that could be happening in your body? It's like, oh, now time's up. Got to get back out and go there. And this is the question I get asked a lot by my clients and from listeners is, how long should it take for me to heal? How long is it going to take for me to find my person? And I take care of that in one of the course videos in my program right off the bat in the introduction section where I set you guys up with all the tools that you will need and to set you up for success throughout the program and creating your results is that it is going to be different for every single person. And we're all going to have hiccups and curveballs. No one could have prepared me for what was going on with me physically a few weeks back. But health comes first and foremost, physical, mental, emotional health. And when you're not taking care of that, and then you're pushing yourself to create the result of being healed or create the result of finding your person, it is going to keep your healed heart and your ideal person that much further away. 
And I'm talking about your ideal person. You may find someone in this anxious, pressurized, rushed, I'm not enough, I've got to keep going, anxious state, but you're not going to attract your ideal person from that place. I truly believe that. Or you attract someone that's going to do the work for you and take care of you where you end up creating a really codependent scenario for yourselves or a codependent dynamic for yourselves. So I'm going to break down seven steps that you can work through when you find yourself just feeling so frustrated with where you're at in either your healing heartbreak journey or your finding love journey and putting all this pressure on yourself to create either one of those results. But before I get there, there is one more thing that I want to share about this client who is moving through a lot of heaviness and kind of putting a time limit on her willingness to sit with her pain and willingness to sit with her frustration is that she said that she was compiling all of her thoughts, which this is what we do in the thought work that I teach them is that they download all the thoughts. And then the work is to pick a few of those thoughts and work through them. But we don't work through them until we're ready to move through them. So I love that she knows not to do the work, but she really doesn't have a will to do the work because she's just been feeling so down, like she doesn't have the energy to do it, which I totally related to from a few weeks back. And what she said, though, I thought was so interesting, and I wanted to offer it to you guys. She said, I again, that she's been compiling all the thoughts so that she could revisit them when she was ready to work through them, but she just hasn't had the courage or energy to sit with it. She hasn't had the courage or the energy to sit with it. And what I offered her, and I want to offer this to any of you who think that you're not having the courage to sit with your pain, is that that's a big fat lie, (laughs) which is great news, right? You are with your pain. You are sitting with it. And especially this client of mine who already compiled her thoughts. She's just telling herself a story that she doesn't have the courage or energy to sit with it. She's been sitting with it. Her only problem is, and I said this before, but I want to reiterate this. Her only problem is, is that she's putting the time limit on it. Well, I've been doing it. So now it needs to be over. And now I need to have the energy. And now I should be doing work. And now I should be creating those results. And that defeats the purpose of hitting pause to recharge, and recuperate, take a step back, gather a little bit of perspective, gather a little bit of energy, create a little bit of you time. And when you're thinking that you need to go, 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 and then telling yourself, I just don't have the courage to sit with this frustration or this pain, where do you think you're going to end up? So if you're telling yourself that lie of, I just can't sit with my pain, the reality is you are. You just haven't given yourself the conscious permission to do it. You haven't intentionally said, I'm going to continue to be with it until I know when I'm ready to shift out of it. Okay, so the first step, and I've said it already, but I'm going to just lay it out for you in a way that feels simple and clear for you to take with you. Number one is hit pause. Stop taking action. That's all the first step. Hit pause and stop taking action. If you are dating and you're feeling really frustrated and you're feeling really discouraged and you think everyone out there sucks and that there's nobody good and see, here's my point, just attracted another doozy, stop swiping. 
swiping to find him from that space will never help you. And if you're heartbroken and you're just like, well, I'm just going to go out and date and I'm not going to feel my feelings. Nope, nope, nope. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I would also invite you to stop as well. Hit pause. Stop taking action. And that also doesn't mean go do thought work. I have a video in the stop wanting him back section called when to let your heart break, when to self-coach. We are not supposed to thought work our way out of every single negative emotion that we feel. We have to process our pain when it comes up. We have to listen to our bodies. We have to get savvy. And it is a practice to know when to hit pause, when to open yourself up to stretch yourself into the better feeling thought space. But it's not going to work when you're saying, got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. Or you have a judgment on yourself for not doing it or thinking that you're not doing it correctly. So number one, Hit pause, which means stop taking action. Two, be with the discomfort of not taking action. So clearly, as I just shared, this client was really uncomfortable. She had a time limit, and so did I. And I had another client who was running herself into the ground. And when I told her to hit pause, she actually said, you know what? That feels so good. That idea feels so good. So it was nice for her. It wasn't so comfortable for me and the other client. But I do want to be clear here, you guys. When I say hit pause, I'm going back to step one for a second. It's not stop being with yourself, right? It's not forgetting about what you were working on. It's hitting pause to take care of yourself and watch your brain. So maybe I should have squeezed that one in. Oh, wait a second, you guys. I'm so sorry. I jumped the gun, but I'm not going to stop and edit this. I'm going to keep going. So number one, again, stop taking action. Hit pause. Two, be with the discomfort of not taking action. So if you hit pause on dating, your brain will probably think, oh no, what if some really good guys are out there? I'm losing time. The good ones are going to get snatched up. No, you've been on the apps and you've been thinking there are no good ones. So why would you think that the good ones are on there when you're not on there? (laughs) And don't worry, you eventually get to changing your thoughts. But when you're so wound up and in just this very stubborn space of believing it's not working, so important to hit pause. Same with your heartbreak. Don't keep going. Don't keep forcing yourself to think different thoughts so that you don't feel pain. Be with your pain. And then two is be with the discomfort of not taking that action. I know for the heartbroken people, it's like, please show me a way. What else can I do? I hear this all the time from my heartbroken clients. You've got to be with the discomfort of the heartbreak until you are ready to do something about it and really open your mind to changing it. But that is not a linear process. And three is watch your mind without trying to change it. So that's where I jumped the gun here. I was thinking for a second that I didn't include this step, but I did. So watch your mind without trying to change it. Watch your brain say to yourself, oh my gosh, the good ones are going to slip through the cracks and you're missing out with some good people on the apps. Or, well, if I'm not doing thought work, then how am I ever going to heal? Or if I'm not dating someone else, I don't want to be with my pain, right? Watch your mind react off of the pause because I'm guessing if you're listening to this episode and if you're relating to myself or the couple of clients I've mentioned, it's going to be really uncomfortable and weird to 
watch your mind and not take action. Or if you're savvy with this thought work already, this coaching work already, it'll be also a challenge to watch your mind without trying to change your mind. Number four, I said it earlier to myself and to all of you, but I was talking about myself. Breathe. Breathe. I also have to confess, maybe there's no coincidence as to why I've been feeling crappy. I was just on a roll of meditating last month and feeling really good and aligned. And I have really let that go when I was feeling so miserable. There was no way I was going to sit still and 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 meditate. So I'm not even asking you to, you know, sit on a yoga block or a meditation pillow and sit upright. But like, could you take some conscious breaths and put your hand on your heart at the very least? And it's just a great reminder for myself. Five, disconnect from Instagram, all the social media. It's a great way to escape and numb out. I mean, if you want to do a little Netflix, I am obsessed with murder documentaries. Yes, even in my dark depression, I find them fascinating. I wasn't binge watching, but I did let myself watch a few shows. Obviously, Bachelorette is back on and there was Batch in Paradise. So, (laughs) but I would say scrolling on Instagram, comparing and despairing, like make sure because for me, I'm not really addicted to TV um, but I'm definitely addicted to just mindlessly scrolling. So whatever you know your numb out habits are, just be on to yourself. One thing that I did in place of being on Instagram, if you guys follow me, maybe you've noticed I've been a little extra quiet and it has felt so good to just disconnect a little bit more. And I had lots of thoughts about disconnecting and not showing up, but I stayed with it anyway because I knew I needed to go inward and pause. So again, I am practicing what I'm preaching here. I don't always do it, but I do think I do it for the most part. I got a mindfulness coloring book. It has been so amazing. I think I dabbled with one very briefly and I don't know what happened to it, but I just went to a bookstore. I wanted to get a fresh journal and I saw this beautiful mindfulness coloring book and these beautiful pencils. And I was like, yes, (gasps) I'm going to have to post some of my work, if you will. I'm like the least artistic person. But if you saw this mindfulness coloring book, you might think I got some talents. It has been so nice. So I don't know what that is for you, but I also bought a fiction novel, which I haven't picked up, but it is lying on my bedside table and I'm committed to reading it this weekend. Uh, Just pick something out that would be good for your mind that maybe you're not used to doing. I find that sometimes these self-care practices, because I've been doing them for so long, like walks on the beach, yoga, getting on the Peloton, those are just second nature for me. So it, the the mindfulness coloring book was something new and different that I really felt I was enticed by. So do something that you feel is like really nice for your soul. Six, slow down. Exercise less or maybe change your exercise. If you're someone who pushes yourself really hard at the gym, could you just take a walk instead or a light bike ride? Are there any plans that you have that you could cancel? Are there trips that you're telling yourself, I have to go just like I felt like I did (laughs) for my mastermind trip? Like, Where can you slow down? And I would add in lighten your load. So we've got one. I'm just going to backtrack here. Hit pause slash stop taking action. Two, be with the discomfort of not taking action. Three, 
Watch your mind without trying to change it or do something. Four, breathe. Five, disconnect from social media or whatever numb out addiction that you have. So if for you, is that you just let yourself watch Netflix all day and zone out, switch away from that and choose something that is interesting and new for you to do that is serving you just like I did. I found with the mindfulness coloring book. Six, slow down and lighten the load. Lighten up your exercise. Listen to your body. If you're feeling sluggish and stressed, even if you're not experiencing that heavy depression like my client is or like I was. And I also just want to say as a side note, I do not coach people on their depression. I made sure that that client was working with the right doctors. I think I did mention that she has a team of people that she's working with. So I never try to counsel outside of my wheelhouse. So it's really important. You can absolutely work with a therapist and a psychiatrist and me at the same time. But I, you know, do not consider myself an expert. But so I just wanted to make that clear. But even if you're not going through a chemical depression in the body, you're feeling run down, you're feeling burnt out, slow down and lighten up your load. And the last step, the most crucial step, which I mentioned before, but I think is so important to say again, is every time you have an expectation to feel better, go fall apart some more. And I should say every time you have an expectation to feel better and you're not feeling better, go fall apart some more. Do not then go be mad at yourself and then should on yourself and hate on yourself and just feel worse. Stay with the pain. Be with the pain. Love yourself for it. Stop taking action. Be with the discomfort of not taking the action. Watch your mind without trying to change it. Breathe. Disconnect from whatever numb out activities you let yourself get sucked into. Slow down. Lighten your load. And every time you have an expectation to feel better when you're not feeling better, go move through those steps again and let yourself fall apart again if need be. And so what is the outcome of this? Well, again, I don't know when the outcome will be, but I do guarantee, again, as long as you're not moving through some chemical depression where maybe there's something else going on, I do really believe as someone who's now coming out of that dark space myself is that new thoughts are born that feel right. They are aligned and they are inspiring. And I feel more invigorated than I've been in a really long time. I feel like I'm in more flow. And what's interesting is a lot of flow is happening in my business after I've purposefully done little to no work. So there really is something to be said about that phrase, slow down to do more. You think you're slowing down and that's going to keep your results further away, but it actually does the opposite. We are in a culture that is just constantly striving for more, being better, having more. Again, I fully admit I get sucked into it too, but I've really taken a step back. I've chosen to really slow some things down in my personal life and in my business, and it couldn't feel more right. It feels a little bit weird, but most importantly, I feel healthy and alive again and happy and light. And it is just so amazing to be able to share that because there were just moments where I was like, what is happening? So 
The work works. Reach out to the right people. Listen to your body. Slow down to do more. Take the pressure off of yourself. And remember that angsty pressure, every time you're feeling it, it is more of a reason to pause than to keep pushing. And that angsty pressure will never yield you the result of your desire. So even if you're tempted and it's second nature to keep going, just remember that it really won't yield you what you actually want. So much love, my loves. Remember to subscribe to ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com. Stay tuned for a fun little something something I have coming up for the holidays. Until next time, bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after. 